The views and opinions expressed by the hosts of Black Talk Radio News and any guests represents their views and their views only and do not necessarily represent the views of the Black Talk Media Project or the Black Talk Radio Network. Broadcast of Black Talk Radio News. My name is Scotty Reed. Broadcasting from behind the enemy lines of USA Inc. We got a live program for you today. It is 2 o'clock on this June 7, 2018. Hope that you all are having a productive day thus far. Um, do have a topic that we would like to discuss with you or bring to your attention today. We will be joined here shortly by Robina. Rasuli, Kwabana Rasuli, I'm sorry, that's Kwabana Rasuli of Clear the Airways Project. You can check out their Facebook page, of course, that's Clear the Airways Project. You'll be able to find it. Uh, Kwabana is a friend of the network. He's been on many times over the years and helping to educate the public on the vile music that targets our communities. It's violent, misogynistic, and it promotes a lot of negative behavior in the black community. And I would even say in other communities as well. So that's a passion of his. It's uh, something also that's on my plate in addition to my abolitionist uh, work because I understand the power of media. Malcolm X told us the media controls the minds of the masses. And that's real power. And it's just a shame, though, um, that so many people now when we're talking about children young people whose brains have not fully developed i get it i get it so they're just imitating their atmosphere or they are adopting the behavior that is being uh, taught to them through certain types of rap music so we're going to talk about rap rap beats today you know push a t uh, which stands for Drug Pusha T, came out with another disc rep record. And do people really know what this means? I don't think they do. It is meaning that I'm putting out a record where I'm disrespecting somebody else. And it became real popular in the black community. Some people say in the 90s, but I can remember the first disc records coming out sometime in perhaps the 80s. Uh, with, with the real Roxanne Shantae. Now, that one where she was talking about UTFO, she, um, I wouldn't really call that um, a rap beat, a rap, rap beef. Yeah, it kind of was, as she was throwing shade at those guys, but it wasn't in a vile way. But some of those beefs, rap record beefs between her, that's Roxanne Shantae, or Shantae Roxanne, um, and Sparky D were were kind of disrespectful, really disrespectful. And, you know, I caught a glimpse of that when I was looking at that Roxanne biopic that was on Netflix. And it was just quite disturbing just how vile, you know, two women's calling each other the B word and, and just really disrespectful. And then you then we wonder sometimes why there seems to be a lack of respect among 
people, okay? So that is what we'll be talking about. So there was this rap beef between Drake. Well, I don't think Drake Drake put out of this record and the beef is supposed to be over because a lot of times it's just a marketing stunt to get the public to buy in, to create a marketing buzz uh, right when they drop, drop a record, hoping to sell records. Because for some reason, we want to hear one individual disrespecting another individual. And it's all fun and games until somebody gets killed. Um, so, you know, we got this other rapper named ASAP Ferg who's saying that, hey, this is classic rap beefs and we need this and we need the game needs this. And I think it, I read earlier where he said that rap beefs, beefs are the essence of hip hop. And I just don't agree with that. And some of the founders of hip hop have certainly uh, not stated that disrespecting other black people was the essence of hip hop. So, you know, we definitely got to push back against that. Then you had another rapper from the Chicago area, which is where um, Brother Robina, uh, excuse me, Kwabina Rasuli does most of his work in that Chicago area, uh, Gary, Indiana. And Chief Keep is a Chicago-based rapper. That's where I assume he grew up, but uh, he is representing Chicago and we get a lot of news stories about the violence that goes on in Chicago, but you got this rapper named Six Nine who's saying Chief Keith was shot at because of his music, because he puts out violent music and sort of like a chicken coming home the roof sort of thing. So we'll we'll hear what all these individuals had to say, but of course, you know, we want to uh, give our perspective on this music and it's not that we're a bunch of old heads or, or anything like that yeah I was around during the birth of hip hop I was in uh, middle school in Detroit at the time and but um, you know hip hop used to be fun I really don't listen to the radio anymore at all except listening to sports talk radio I don't turn on the radio to listen to rap music today because I've been turned off by it for so long that I'm, I'm like what's the point if I'm looking for some good rap music I'll try to find it from some independent artists uh, that put their stuff out uh, through the internet so that w is uh, the main topic that we'll be discussing but after I talk to brother uh, Rasuli uh, I have some other news to share uh, this woman I think her name is Anne Marie Johnson I'll have her name pulled up the article pulled up later but Kim Kardashian got a lot of ink because she went to the White House to talk to Donald Trump about commuting the sentence of this woman who was a first-time drug offender uh, whose fellow drug dealers said uh, testified against her for, I guess, a light sentence. I'm not sure the details of her case, but she ended up getting life without parole meaning she's going to spend the rest of her life. And so her story was featured on the platform Mike. Yeah, and it might have also been, I read another article where they said she saw her story on Vice TV or something like that. So Kim Kardashian met with Donald Trump the other day to advocate for this woman's um, release to get her sentence commuted or pardoned since he, you know, he's pardoning a lot of people and even threatening to pardon himself. 
Uh, he did not give her a pardon, but he did commute her se sentence. Now, my thing is, that's good work, uh, Kim Kardashian. Uh, but is that where you're going to stop? You, you free one slave and you're not concerned about the rest because without a doubt, there are a whole bunch of grandmothers, grandfathers, uncles, aunts, and other people who have been put into prison under these draconian drug laws brought about by Richard Nixon, the target Vietnam War press protesters protesting against the Vietnam War, obviously, but also to target black people for the new form of slavery that was erected after the passage or the ratification of the 13th Amendment, prison slavery. And, you know, with that as a backdrop, there are countless victims who haven't committed rape or murder or any kind of violent crime or anything like that, but they are in prison behind these drug laws. So is Kim Kardashian going to pat herself on the back and now she's going to sit on sit on the sideline, satisfied she helped one person, or is she going to get involved in a wider movement? Um, because there are so many victims to this system, and the system is slavery. It's one of slavery. 13th Amendment makes that clear. All right, so I want to talk a little bit about that. And then fake news. We have to be on the watch out for this fake news. A lot of times I feel like it's because we want to be the first to report something. So or some some salacious headline comes out, some story goes viral, and we want to share it. We want to share it with our listening audience or we want to share it on social media with our friends. And then it turns out that that story is, is fake or the details have been exaggerated. Now, as an independent media producer, as a talk radio host, I feel it's, it's incumbent upon me to vet these stories. And I shouldn't just rush out to give you a salacious story uh, because of, you know, I... I just think the story is so atrocious and what have you. And certainly there are real stories out there like that. But we had to vet these stories, especially when people look to us to give them the news. And because they don't have a lot of time, they may be on the plantation job. They may be involved in some other things, but they have their trusted sources that they go to. And then we're not giving them we're not giving them, you know, the right news. So definitely want to talk about this so-called child sex trafficking camp that the story went viral. And it just turns out it's not true whatsoever. So I'll, I'll, I'll get into that that later. All right. So let me check, check the phone lines. I'm getting a call. And it's... All right. Yeah, well, I think we got Brother Rasuli on the line now. Okay. So let me go ahead and unmute him. Brother Rasuli, thank you for joining us today. Oh, you're welcome, brother. How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm surviving behind these enemy lines, doing my best to do what I do and trying to keep our listening audience informed. Uh, so you know how that goes. It's a constant struggle. But, um, yeah, I wanted to bring you on, obviously, because this is uh, up your avenue. You talk a lot, and you're an activist against this vile music, calling itself rap music, 
that's put out over these airways by these Fortune 500 media companies and and it's having a impact on a negative impact on people. But I wanted to talk to you specifically about rap beefs because you know you got Pusha T, who is a forty-something-year-old rapper still, you know, rapping about selling drugs and what have you. He's on Kanye's label, I believe, and he started a beef with Drake. Um, talking about his baby mama was a porn star and saying that he don't spend no time with his son and he's turning his back on his son cause she got a cause his mother is a porn star and on and on and on and so i mean this can't this beef i'm seeing people that i think you know or i thought think about these things logically and would never buy into such such foolishness, such such marketing ploys and, and what have you. And a lot of times it is, you know, marketing ploys, but a lot of people feed into these beefs. And then now we got people, wait, well, what is Drake going to come back with? And then, like I was saying before you came on air, this record stands for a disrespectful record. That means I'm about to disrespect somebody on a record. And so it's like disrespecting disrespect among black folks seems to be popular among some of us with a certain mindset and I feel like this these rappers play a role in that. The media overall, you know, who is the one that really promotes it and the rappers just play their role, but I wanted to talk to you today about that. So, I mean, what 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 are your thoughts on these rap beefs that pop up from time to time? You know, marketing ploy, first thing I think about it. Let me take this off. Okay, maybe it's better. Marketing ploy is the first thing I think about, you know, because um, as we saw Pusha T album, in some places was shown to be a top southern album when it first came out, you know. Um, also uh, gives more publicity to Drake, and now we're seeing where Kanye, who don't care about black people waste, his album of... Uh, supposedly is top album too right now. You know, and he's I think I thought he was supposedly cool with fake. We all call him Drake. And both Pusha T. And so it's marketing and then now we see uh Chief Keith who haven't we haven't really heard from in a while. You know, uh I kill people something was having a beef with Takashi six nine and six nine out of New York is supposed to be beefing with plenty of people in Chicago. Then we have a beef with a uh, little Uzi Vert, <laughs> and it's uh, and this rapper named uh, what's his name, uh, Rich the Kid, Plug Walk Talk, and uh, New Freezer, who had the song along with uh, Kendrick Lamar that they inundated us on the radio with called New Freezer. And it's you know just and another smaller level beef where three brothers, four brothers were shot, three of them killed in Jacksonville. Um, the other day, you know, three just just killed, just shot down in the hail of gunfire on on a highway in near Jacksonville, uh, Florida. You know, so these big time beefs, the masses of us and these smaller level groups get to listening to this stuff and hearing the stuff and you know thinking it's cool or somebody took an L and all that, and we try to live this crap, and it ends up you know happening like what happened in Jacksonville. 
And so, I mean, there's like a whole list, Scotty, that you can find on the net that tells you in the last several years, rappers who died in 2017, 2016, 2015. And it just goes through a whole list of rappers and those associated with rapping who died. We just lost a brother out here who did a, um, a internet show on the local drill music and um, ratchet hip-hop scene. He was gunned down uh, just south of downtown, or south, south part of downtown Chirac. And they got the video of people uh, running from car to car. They just riddled him with bullets. And he wasn't even a rapper. He was just a, a radio host. But all caught up in this stuff, man, where we're told constantly that we should handle our conflicts you know, by shooting and killing each other. And, and it's pretty sad, Scotty, because, you know, as we talk about these rap beasts, you know, we can go all the way back to Cool Modi and LL Cool J. I'm sure there was beasts before that. You know, I think Busy B, I forgot who he had his beef with. And then you have Hammer got involved. And then, you know, later on, we have the um, Jay-Z and Nas and 50 Cent and, and the game and, you know, Ja Rule and 50 Cent. So they go on and on. I mean, other beasts have, have resulted, like like we talk about, is people actually on that level dying. Right, right. And, you know, there's there's this this cold that we live through. And, and the rap is feeling the fratricide. This rap music, this violent music, this uh, disrespectful music is fueling the culture of violence right now in this country. It's, it's fueling it. And it's like... You know, how long? We were just at the um, party for Hydea Pendleton last Saturday on what would have been her 21st birthday. And she was a young 15-year-old shot and killed right outside of Martin Luther King's school just after getting back from performing, singing in the uh, inauguration ceremony for uh, the second term of President Barack Obama. She was gunned down and killed. One of the reasons why we formed the Clear the Airways Project, because of a... Uh, we were already doing work on that level, but brothers and sisters in Chicago and Gary came together to form the Clear the Airways Project based on our demonstrations we had simultaneously around the time when Hydea Pendleton was killed. And uh, so we are at a, a, a forum, I'm sorry, at a party for that, and before I got there, I understand the DJ was there playing ratchet music. <laughs> it's like that. You know, so people aren't getting how, uh, people are, are getting it, but we're not making the moves that we should in terms of understanding how this music is fueling this uh, this appetite for violence. Now, now... So they're they blatantly talking about it in the music. Yeah, now I've never heard of this rapper because I don't listen to that music anymore. I, I have my hip-hop classes and I'm sticking to them. But you got this guy <laughs> by the name of ASAP Ferg, I guess is his name, uh, what he goes by. Yeah. And he's chiming in on the push of T and Drake beef. And and this is published on hotnewhiphop.com. And when I read his comments, I was like, man, he's using oxymorons because he talks about, and you and I know you that you appreciate this. He talks about, quote unquote, classy niggas. And I'm like, man, that's an oxymoron. You know, classy nigga. What, what's a classy nigga of... Uh, uh, Quabna. I, I don't understand it, man. So, um, well, brother, it's, you, you said you're confused by that. It's just, it's just more mass confusion, man, in terms of, uh, you know, the use of this, the most dangerous, despicable, disgusting, repugnant, uh, word in English or any other language. 
and that's that 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 word and that word you know is so used in this music and our, the 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 rapper out of uh, England talked about it. Uh, brother Carl Mack talked about it. William Jones Jr. talked about it. I uh, can't recall the young brother's name, but his video went viral on social media that talked about it. How this word is just so dehumanizing. It means it's, it's like a, a, a okay to kill you. It's okay to it's okay to kill you. And so, you know, we we had a, we did a forum at um, Black Star Project last week. Uh, brother Phil Jackson and the group out of uh, Chicago. And one of the sisters in there who was, you know, who had been involved in some of these spiritual groups, she tells us that, you know, y'all wasting your time with that N-bomb. You know, it, it ain't going away, and I even use it. And so, like, wow, I mean, that's just mass confusion because we know that words have power. And one of the questions we ask, with all this fratricide that's going on in Chicago, uh, in everywhere, in England, matter of fact, you know, I'll get back to the point, but well, I'm, don't remind me to talk about what's happening in London with the hip-hop, the drill music, and uh, compare that to what's happening in New York. But with all the fratricide that's going on all throughout the country, Jacksonville, we just talked about, we asked, what, is, what do you think is the last word that these victims of these killings hear before they meet their demise? Not only the last word that they hear or the last word that they are called. Is it brother? Is it sister? Is it man? Is it their name? Or is it that, is that N-bomb? Right. That M bomb dropped on him along with those bullets. Yeah, but I want to I want to take it back though to what ASAP Ferg said. Now I do have a couple of clips I want to play play for you, um, and uh, just trying to be cognizant of the time. But I have a video clip. We want to listen to ASAP Ferg who says Drake and Pusha T beef resurrected classic rap beefs, and and he 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 makes some somewhat intelligent comments and it's like he going the right way but then he drops the classy niggas on us you know what I'm saying and I don't think he really understands and then you mentioned earlier the other Chicago rapper um uh uh what what's his name Chief Six Keith. Nine Six Nine says I don't know oh, what he's out of New York okay yeah but he says he thinks Chief Keith was shot at because of his music. So I, I want to listen to both of these clips, but first, let's go to this one by ASAP, and I'm going to play the clip. It's about five minutes, and then we'll dissect what he says. So this, again, comes to you from HotNewHipHop.com. It was on Hollywood. Uh, they, you know, got a funny spelling of Hollywood, but it's Hollywood shuffle i guess that's the youtube channel so it seems to be an xm <laughs> it's great yeah. I, and, and, and the, the fact that you don't need social media to to drive your energy yeah and social media is like the biggest thing now if you got a fake beef or you or you, or you go crazy yeah. or, or i've or never been into that talking crazy and i've never been into that i've never been into social media like that yeah punching a bitch in the face and all that stupid shit yeah, it's like I, the more negativity the more popular the yeah, and people get that, like, mm. but it's just like, you know, they sacrificing themselves just for like a hot second of fame, and mm. it's it's not gonna be worth it at the end. Like, like you just wilding. Like, I think people live through their phones and just like think like of the next thing. They they're walking TV show like before yeah. they even get popping. They they trying to get popping, so they just doing a rack of dumb shit. But I mean, my mother said it a million times, and I, I don't think that a lot of kids know. Or care, um, but they'll figure it out. 
I want to see somebody come at you, man. I want to see you lyrically battle somebody because you, you, you're here to push your T and the Drake stuff yeah. going on out there. Man, I love it. Yeah, what do you think about that for hip hop, man? Like, I we, love that we shit. We need that shit, right? Yeah, we need that shit. We need that shit because um, I'm, I'm getting a feeling that, like, when hip hop, when Nas said hip hop was dead, he was on to something. Man. Like, I, I, at first, we was like, are you wildin', like, this, that, and the third, but he foreseen it, like, and I think that, like, you know, with a lot of the stupid stuff that's coming out or whack shit that's coming out, like, we're losing the art of mm. lyricism and and just being able to be witty with words. Mm. Like, what happened to that? Like, what about, like, being sharp, like, on your feet, like, having, like, a, a IQ? Like, wow. what about, like, reading a book so you could have more shit to talk about? I think that that was being lost, and then like you know, you know, Pusha and and Drake, they just resurrected it. Like they sound like classy niggas going at it. Do, do you find that uh, a female is like the way to get somebody zapped out? And because I, I remember when when I was around when Jay and I was going out, it didn't go down until Jay was like, "Yo, I smash your baby mom." So I feel like. <laughs> The female kind of like always like zaps an artist into that's always into the oh no Be, because <laughs> because we we do it all for the female at the end of the day mm. I live for a female <laughs> I, I don't know what you live for but like when you wake up and you get motivated to get dressed yeah, what, what else is there to do shit for you the, take a shower like pussy. I always used to think like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a big. All right, we're, we're going to cut it there. We heard the uh, comments that we wanted to highlight, uh, but what did you think about what you just heard, Brother Rasuli? Uh, I think, again, uh, ASAP Ferg is confused, like most of these uh, mistral uh, rap artists are. But, you know, when you can have a concert uh, in Florida, a loud fest, where you can have, uh, people will spend $299 to, as a low ticket and $799 to go to a concert and watch a, a modern-day minstrel show, just plenty of artists just be paraded up and down the stage so you can uh, yell the N-bombs at them. These are mostly Europeans who are going to these concerts and, uh, and purchasing this crap. And uh, so this is a modern-day minstrel show, and, and ASAP Ferg is just saying, yeah, this, this, this beef is putting more, uh, more uh, entertainment in these people's heads so they can watch us uh, act a damn fool. As he has a song called Plain Jane, that they play all the time, something else, somebody's popping pills, like these rappers in society, and I'm FSB for irony. And then he says, hum the lot, you know, on that song, and he raps about sucking the ends deep or something. We teach that all the time. So, ASAP Ferg, ASAP Baki, to just think uh, we confused uh, slop hop artists. And again, they, they think these, uh, just like the rappers who, in most, most cases, who are doing this, are using this as publicity, you know, to sell albums and to uh, sell out the people, really, because the beast that they have with the people, we don't get a chance to, uh, to to clap back or to respond. I'm getting a chance to respond a little bit on you, but the the, the disrespect, the uh, offensiveness, the disrespecting our women, the talking about killing me, uh, is played on the radio. Me and you and our families and, and the lumping proletarian and everybody on the street is done every day, all day, with no opportunity to respond. We respond, a lot of times, we respond to dancing to it. Or again, to get caught up in it, and the violence put on the people, and the disrespect put on the people, 
and those of us going to jail by doing the crazy stuff that they're talking about doing is uh is having a detrimental effect on the masses of our people. Now I was so I, I was with him when he would say, "Hey, we need more IQ in hip hop. We need to read a book so we'll have more stuff to talk about." And but then the disconnect, the confusion comes in. I mean, Pusha T talking about another man's child in alleged mother of that child. What's classy about that? Calling him out because he may have a child by a porn star and what have you. And he may have said some other things, but, you know, I don't get caught up in all of that. But just the negative energy that is putting out into the community. And I want to ask you specifically, what was Nas talking about? Uh, was Nas talk, talk, talking about hip-hop is dying because we ain't beefing enough with each other? Or or was he talking about the death of hip-hop and meaning that it no longer had any substance and was just misogynistic, violent, pushing us to use drugs? What was Ross Nas speaking on? He was talking about a little bit of that, but, you know, again, he was, he was buying into a lot of that, too. Nas is one of the artists that are that confuses the people because on one hand he's you know he'll talk about I know I can uh, and some conscious stuff. On the other hand, he'll talk the same Uchiwali type of madness. And so Nas confuses the people at time and embraces dropping in bombs on the masses too. So, but that's he was talking about pretty much the creativity. But brother, you know a lot of times when we do this work, people say, well, what's the alternative? You know, what you gonna put in this place? And we share all the time the alternative is there. There are artists constantly making conscious music. Who, artists who read books, who understand what's going on, who, who get out there with the people and understand that they won't be used to be enemies of the people, like so many of these artists are. And so it's already out there, man. But even like for this ASAP Ferg piece, I mean, uh, this rapper uh, they call 21 Savage, he even has a response, and he's talking about, you know, y'all need to stop this stuff to a certain extent. But yet he has songs out there talking about I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight shooters ready to gun you down, you know, being repeated 18 times each time they play that song in hot rotation. Talking about uh, my Glock cock, we don't give no F about who we hit. You know, who we hit. And, you know, even going back to Pusha T, Pusha T is on this interview with The Breakfast talking about uh, Minstrel. He, he kind of calls fake a Minstrel rapper because on this whole thing, there's a picture of fake on this uh, on his response to fake's uh, uh, response to him with fake and, uh, and Minstrel Minstrel gears. For, for those that, that don't know what he's talking about, he's talking about Drake. He's calling Drake fake. So everybody not going to yeah, know, yeah. Uh, Brother Kwa, who oh. you talking about. Okay, thank you, brother. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to uh, watch myself on that one. But yeah, so fake, you know, it's got this minstrel stuff on. And then uh, Pusha T later on talks about how he wants to, uh, he's admiring the, the dance and wish he could dance like Black Boy JB, who has a song called Shoot, Shoot. Shoot, where he's doing this dance called a shoot dance, where he says, uh, I'm going to shoot you, and I'm going to tell everybody else after I kill you that you committed suicide, that he's going to shoot you, and then you, you're going to be paralyzed below the waist where you can't feel your legs below the waist. Well, just the other day, right down the street, we had a five-year-old shot, shot in the neck, and he's paralyzed now. And you did, so this is the type of uh, crap that they, again, this is the type of beef or the type of attack that they got on the masses of our people, and it's being financed and being promoted by mainly these European-owned radio stations and record companies and media conglomerates that's constantly, uh, uh, again, pushing this poison on the people. And we have no opportunity to, 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 uh, to clap back. 
or to respond right. to it. Now, I want to um, play these comments from 6 9 uh, when I saw his picture, he is a seems to be a European. First thing that came to my mind was the gentrification of hip hop that we've seen over the years, especially since Drake introduced um, Slim Shady to the hip hop world, and we've just seen this gentrification of hip hop. But I would even say, you know, it was gentrified even before we got Slim Shady and these white rappers because white men in suits control, you know the uh, entire industry and they, you know, set the standards by which, you know, they sign their artists and, and what type of music they want to mass produce for the masses. But 6 9 though, is talking about Chief Keep, who was recently shot at. He wasn't shot, but he was shot at outside of a New York City hotel this past uh, Saturday, just on June the 2nd. So, TMZ caught up with this guy 6ix9ine and he uh, talks about, and it's just a little short clip and he talks about why he think that happened. So, here we go. I guess he keep, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a gangster rapper. He, he promotes violence. So, I mean, I guess he has a lot of beef on these streets. I don't know who's he beefing with that wants to hurt him, but it's definitely not me. I'm actually a fan. So you just flat out, you guys had nothing to do with uh, shots fired over the weekend. I never shot a gun in my life, to be honest with you. Is it time now to call a truce? Because you guys have been feuding. People get shot at every day, homie. People, people get shot at every day, homie. <laughs> Seriously, this is not, this is not, we, we not in Calabasas. <laughs> people get shot every day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, it's regular. I, I, I'll take that to six nine. I'm gonna take that to mean that you just don't. You have no fear of. You acknowledge that there may be some danger, but you're just not afraid of it. Nah, people die every day. There's a new baby born every day. Do you ever worry or wonder about the situations that you get yourself into, putting your fans at risk when they come to your shows? Because a lot of these things that happen at shows, it happens to people that come there or just people that are around you. Like like what like well, like what has happened at my show? Like and they said like not not like like it's a diamonds. I mean it wasn't it wasn't necessarily a show, but it was somewhere that you were, and people ended up kind of catching like collateral damage just because you were there and some of the energy that surrounds you sometimes. Yeah, I mean I think at my shows if I throw liquor, my fans would be fucking happy. Like you know what I'm saying, happy as fuck. So. um I don't, I don't think there's no problem. I think my fans are not, like, pussy. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm not one of them first. But my fans, my fans love craziness. You know what I'm saying? They're not, they don't want to come to a J. Cole show. You know what I'm saying? So that was 6 9 laughing, joking about people being shot every day. Like, it's all fun and games and, and what have you. But then has the you know, nerves say that, hey, Chief Keep was shot at because he put out violent music, but it seems to me that uh, he's very accepting of this violence, but what are your thoughts, Kwame? Again, it just shows that the level of mass confusion that's promoted and pushed uh, in, in, this whole, in this whole rap industry, you know, uh, 6 9 we said his, his, his daddy, I think, is Puerto Rican, his mother may be Mexican, you know, so I mean, he may have some, some African blood in him. 
you know, I do it like most of us do, but still. But, you know, but when you look at it, man, it's, it's a whole industry. Like Dr. Francis, Francis Crest Wilson said that rap music has annihilated the self-respect of black people. You know, it's, it's just so horrible. And what, and what the brothers, and what 6 9 is, is just showing, again, is the, the blatant ignorance that sells, that's being pushed. It's something we should be looking for and, and excited about. That's why it's on. Uh, that's why you even covered it on this, the show that you uh, uh, TMZ. You know, and, and and coming up in New York, man, we got a, rass- a massive rally coming up. I think it's July 12th. That's going to deal with this horrific music and the corporations who are financing and put and pushing this. And matter of fact, we're looking to to have a just like you know Starbucks. I guess they found it that whatever reason you know. I uh, see they're even raising their prices now a little bit, that they shut down their stores uh, last week. You know, ABC, they got rid of Roseanne quickly. But corporations, because of their sponsors, but corporations like, like McDonald's continue to finance this crap being force-fed to the masses. So we, we got a massive rally coming up uh, in New York. I believe the date, again, is July 12th. And we're going to uh, call for some action, like not going to McDonald's. You know, we're going to pick a day and we're going to do some, uh, we're going to call for some action against this crap because it's time to end it, man. It's time to end it because people are getting shot and killed. Like, he don't care about people getting shot and killed. We had a brother shot and killed in Kansas City recently at one of these uh, violent rappers' concerts. And it happens all the time. And so, no, he like, those at that level, you know, yeah, they may get their little issues, but collateral damage amongst the people is happening every day. And, again, this music, this ratchetness is fueling it. He touched upon it when it, and not just him, but the, using the word energy. I don't think they really understand the impact of energy when you putting vibes out into the atmosphere, when you're sending this energy out into the universe and how it manifests itself in your fanatics. And when I say fanatics, that's the root word of fans. We say fans. But fans means you're fanatic. You're fanatical about something. And many of these people are. They're they're fanatics for violence. And it's all from this energy that is purposely, purposely being pumped into our communities via corporate radio, via corporate sponsorship and advertisement on what, what your organization has coined these killer radio stations. Well, we come to the end end of our segment. Brother Kwabna, I want to give you an opportunity to lead the listeners with some final thoughts. Well, over in London, they just, they're just they equating the uh, massive numbers of uh, the increase in numbers of killings in London uh, with this drill music that's been popularized over there that came from over here. I mean, they're, they're reporting that there have been more murders in London than in New York City, and that's crazy. And, you know, we talked about the energy and what it brings, even with the NBA. We're, we're looking at the NBA and the NBA championship, which is going on right now, and their relationship with this music. From the All-Star game, having the Migos be your official artist for the All-Star game, to now Apple Computers is using the Migos song about slanging rocks in their commercials. Uh, uh, who was that? Uh, Mountain Dew is using the song about new level. Uh, I got a new shovel, putting ends in the dirt on their commercial during the NBA Finals. So this, this stuff is out of hand, man, and these beasts are, are you know, again, that's, that's to promote more of it, man. And so we just need warriors to protect our children from this madness. That's what we're looking for, brother, and we appreciate you, man, because we got to do something about this music. It's culture. It's a way of, it's our way of life. Music is so important to the people. And this during Black Music Month, where our theme is hashtag lyrics matter, 
we have to do something about this music, man. It's, the influence is, is undeniable. Well, thanks again, Kwabana Rasuli. Check them out on Facebook, Clear the Airways Project, and also have these community conversations. Look, these are FCC licensed airways. We're not talking about subscription-based satellite radio. We're not talking about internet. People are going to put out what they want to put out. But when it comes to our communities, what kind of standards do we have in our communities? And these are FCC licensed airways that have rules against obscenity and this type of content, but those rules have been consistently ignored for decades. And it's got to be a reason for that. It's got to be a reason for that. And I think that reason is, as Brother Kwabna alluded to, to promoting fratricide among uh, uh, black people. Kwabna, thanks again for all you do, man. You be blessed. Back at you, Brother Asante Sana. We love everybody. All right, we're going to uh, take a short break. I got about 20 more minutes uh, in this broadcast. Uh, Please continue to support the work of Black Talk Media Project. We are a North Carolina-based media organization. We are a nonprofit, and we are only able to exist because of donations from the people. Uh, We don't have McDonald's sponsoring our content or any any other corporations out there, but I'm going to take a short station identification break. When I come back, I'll briefly go over this news concerning uh, this this grandmother who has been commuted. Uh, her sentence has been commuted by Donald Trump after some advocacy by Kim Kardashian West. And then I also want to just share the real story behind this fake story about uh, this child sexual trafficking ring allegedly found in a uh, through a bunker in Arizona. We have to, especially if we come on these airways, if we're radio hosts, if we're bloggers, we get enough fake news from the mainstream media. And there are a lot of sites out there that is purposely hyping up stuff, making it sens- sens- sensationalized for clicks for clicks so that you'll click on the story so that you will share the story and what have you and if I'm an independent media producer or a blogger and you know I have an audience I would be ashamed to put this type of information out to my audience and I haven't vetted it so what I'm saying we have to take what we do serious all right so you're listening to Black Talk Radio News. Just got through talking to Brother Kwabana Rasuli of Clear the Airways Project about this vile rap beef uh, industry that is uh, happening right now. We'll be back on the other side. Podcasts and live program scheduling, visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com.
Okay, what we just heard there, uh, it wasn't very clear, but that's a video that was posted to Twitter. That was Alice Marie Johnson, who was a first-time nonviolent drug offender who was given a life sentence without parole. Uh, she's 63 years old, and her case was spotlighted recently by the Mike's Opinion de Desk. I also read an article somebody said that Kim Kardashian heard about this woman's story on um, what's that vice that that cable channel vice and they highlighted her story and so listen ain't got a problem with any any private citizen uh, using whatever leverage they have whatever star power they have whatever resources they have to free people who are trapped in modern day slavery and human trafficking as authorized by the 13th amendment of the US Constitution but my question is, why just one? Okay, you got the one. I can understand you were moved by her story and, and you had an opportunity to advocate to Donald Trump on her behalf. And Donald Trump has commuted her sentence. She wasn't issued a pardon, but she was granted clemency yesterday uh, by Donald Trump. So what I'm watching now, though, is to see if Kim Kardashian West is, is, is she done? Is she through? She's gotten, she's freed this one victim of slavery and, you know, is she going to call it quits now? Or are we going to see her using her tremendous resources on behalf of bringing attention to many, 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 many more victims of slavery, just like Alice Marie Johnson? You know, uh, a lot was made of President Barack Obama. He got a lot of kudos for commuting a sentence of about 230 people. But guess what? It's probably 230,000 others whose sentences should have been commuted. And not to mention that his Justice Department wants the uh, crack cocaine sentencing disparity to powder cocaine was eliminated or it wasn't eliminated, it was went from 100 to 1 to 18 to 1, and Barack Obama has been credited with getting that pushed through as a senator, and, and I think, you know, it reached his desk once he became president, he signed it into law. But, they, but the Justice Department then turned around and prevented the new sentencing guidelines from being retro, retro, retroactively applied Two people like Alice Marie Johnson. We read and reported on New Abolitionist Radio stories of people suing. They filed us a lawsuit. And I can't recall the status of that lawsuit or if, or if it resulted in anybody getting out. But that's why you still have Alice Marie Johnson's by the hundreds of thousands with those type of sentences still on the prison plantation. So that, that's what I'm looking to see from Kim Kardashian West. Is she going to become part of the new abolitionist movement or has she done her good deed and she's going to go sit down now? All right. So that's all I wanted to share about that. Good job, Kim. Good job. 
You got you freed a victim of slavery. Not many people can say that. Not many people can say that. But I hope you just don't stop at this one. All right, let me pull up this last story that I'll share with you before I get out of here or this fake news story that was put out. So I pulled up the dailymail.co.uk. Many other websites is reporting on this now. But it first went viral on a quote-unquote alternative website. And I'm not using alternative as a slur or, you know, a way to take away from independently run websites because Black Talk Radio Network, I would consider us to be an alternative platform, alternative to the mainstream media, alternative to the corporate media, alternative to the six media organizations that that control 90 plus percent of what we all see. So this story went viral on social media about a veterans group who works with the homeless, trying to help homeless veterans and what have you. And they came across a homeless camp, but somehow that got re, uh, reported as they found a bunker full of child porn where a, a children's human trafficking ring was being run out of it. And this was bunker was found in Arizona. And so it was mentioned on, on this network on the show yesterday in another show last night. Um, they didn't really talk about it last night, but, you know, a- after it was reported on that show, I was like, let me look up this story. All right, so come find out that, no, they did not find no human trafficking, no child sex trafficking camp as they was uh, reporting it. So let, let me just go ahead and give you this story. It says a vigilante veteran group claimed to have discovered a child sex trafficking camp with an underground bunker, a so-called rape tree in a branch with the name Maddie carved into it. The abandoned camp near Tucson, Arizona was uncovered by veterans on patrol, which helps ex-servicemen who have become homeless. The veterans believe, they believe, the site was used to confine and sexually abuse children, although police say they have carried out a full inspection and believe it was solely used as a homeless shelter. Okay? So, obviously, they did not uncover, not even the veterans themselves, they did not uncover no child sex sex trafficking ring because it was nobody there. You didn't catch a pedophile. You didn't free any children. So this is just wild speculation. And are there so- child sex trafficking rings? Of course they are. Of course they are. They do, do exist. But there are people out there for whatever reasons they like to make up stories and exaggerate and, you know, tell you more, tell you, tell you things to make you believe something was going on that wasn't actually going on or there's no evidence for that. So what, what's their evidence again? So I'm not even see, let me see the name Maddie. Let me go on and read the bunker can only access by a small opening was found stuffed with children's clothing and toys. The veterans claim this, was where children were locked up and held held captive. Meanwhile, see that makes you think that you had had, you know, dozens of children in this subterranean bunker 
you know, like a, a prepper would, would have or whatnot. And you found these children and you freed these children. But that's not what you found, though. And you made a whole bunch of uh, assumptions and what have you. It says the name, uh, meanwhile, John McLean, 35, chaplain of Bravo Base, a nearby homeless camp, found a tree with hand restraints and a swing, which she described as a rape tree. So, because the tree had hand restraints on it and a swing, you automatically assume that, that people were being strapped to this tree and raped. You know, like some African rebellious uh, victim of slavery when they were, you know, doing butt breaking and what have you. Because you find some hand restraints on the tree, how do you leap to rape tree? This is a rape tree. It says the name Maddie is also written across a tree trunk and childlike writing while reporters who visited the scene found pornography and lubricant. So they didn't even find child pornography. They just found regular pornography. Okay? Because I was under a mistake. I was like, okay, they must have just found some child pornography, some homeless pedophile stash. And they didn't even find child pornography. They found just regular pornography and, and some lubricant that somebody was using to masturbate to what they was watching. No evidence whatsoever that we can come on and report to you as a fact that a trial, a, a, a child sex trafficking ring was found in Arizona being run out of a bunker. Come on, people. I'm willing to bet you there are possibly are some bunkers where some children are being raped and whatnot. But this it, this doesn't appear to be such a site. It's a lot of assumptions being made here, and it's a lot of of details that weren't shared in those original stories that would uh, make you question what's being reported. But again, you know, there are some of us that, as if we need need. As if there is a lack of evidence that our governments are corrupt, that we have these secret societies that engage in sort of things, but we will latch on to any kind of evidence or non-evidence to support what we're saying. Well, I like I told this person on Twitter the other day who pushed out some fake news about... Um, I can't remember. It was about a TV, something to do with television or something. And I looked it up and it was fake news. And I was like, look, dude, you can't call out fake news on Fox News. And then you turn around and combat that fake news with some fake news of yourself. Nobody's credible, man. And I just feel like those of us who have these microphones, who have an audience that we ought to be more responsible in our reporting. We ought to guard our credibility as much as possible. And maybe we don't get to report the sensational story right when it go viral and everybody's sharing it. No, we might not be able to report on it till the next day or, the, or, or two days later after we've had time to vet the story. To go to the local, hey, they say it happened in what city in Arizona? Well, let's go see what local news is saying. 
Let's go see what the police who actually went out there and investigated is saying. Showing me some stuffed animals at a homeless camp where some porn was found in some lubricant and a swing on a tree that had some hand straps on it. Come on. To me, that does not scream child sex trafficking ring. And then we get so caught up in, in, in trying to uncover these sort of secret society child tra- trafficking, sexual trafficking, that we don't even see the sexual trafficking or the child abuse that's going on right in front of our face in these detention facilities, juvenile detention facilities, putting children into adult prisons where they're raped. I, You know, I talked about the rape, um, the class action lawsuit that these uh, children filed against the state of Michigan where they were being raped by prison, adult prisoners and guards. And some of the guards were female some, because most of the victims were male victims, teenage boys, even being raped by the female guards, coercing them into having sex with them and what have you. We had the sister in Texas who left the uh, uh, Texas Department of Corrections working in the juvenile uh, division of it and saying they starving these children. They're not, they giving them one meal a day and they're supposed to get a certain amount of calories that they're not getting. They're beating them. They're physically abusing them and they sexually abusing them. See, that's going on right in front of your face. There are witnesses. There are victims who have testified to this is going on. But we just, hey, we just accept it as being normal. We just accept rape in prison. We accept uh, this brutality in prison. And we want to go looking under rocks for some secret society sex trafficking. How about being concerned about what we do know exists and work on ending that? So... You know, I just want to put out to the Black Talk Radio audience that that story was being exaggerated. They did not find a bunker with children uh, being held as sexual slaves and being trafficked. They found an empty homeless camp that had some stuffed animals, a swing and some straps on the tree and they found some pornography, not even child pornography. That's what happened. All right. So thank you again uh, to Brother Kwabana Rasuli and the work he does through Clear the Airways Project. I want to thank those who have uh, tuned in today and who will listen later. Please share the show. Um, this negative energy, this violent energy that is being put out into our communities is having an impact. It's not just that one thing, but it plays a big role in creating the sort of mentality where you ain't got a problem with shooting somebody that look like you right in their face or you ain't got a problem giving someone who looks just like your sister or your mother some date rape drugs and, and, and drugging them so that you can rape them because it is rape so we have to push back against this negative energy that is having such a negative impact in our society with that said thank you for listening again make sure to support Black Talk Media Project nonprofit, new media organization that 
has created and maintaining the Black Talk Radio Network. All right, peace and blessings to all. Y'all be safe.